This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Yeah, good. Obviously, we have to start with that. Any chance that you're going to spring a surprise on us today with any incomings? And in terms of possible outgoings, I mean, has there been any further interest in Shakiri that you've had to knock back, or any chance that the defender client could move on? Not sure. Um, no, incoming nothing, outgoing nothing that I heard about. <laughs> but doesn't mean that um, could not happen. No. Well, you can leave Melbourne after that press conference <laughs> to calm down, have a nice evening or whatever, and or go to another place or maybe where it's more exciting. I think we'll keep you here still just in case. <laughs> yeah, uh, quite afternoon then. <laughs> yeah. Mo Salah possibly being called up for the Olympics. No, the decision has been said that he could be provisionally named in the squad and ultimately the decision will be left with himself. What would you be saying to Mo with regards to that? Because obviously he could miss the start of next season and then further into the season there's also the African Cup of Nations as well. Yeah, um, no decision made yet. Nothing um, really to say about it. Um, but what I have to say to Mo, I will say more. And not here, obviously. And um, so that's that's all. It's yeah, no, no, no decision made from neither side, and um, that's all I can say. It's not ideal, though. Oh, hmm. no. I <laughs> I wish uh, obviously I, I would um, wish that I, that we could have the whole squad together for the for the prep for the preseason, which is not possible for different reasons. We have the Euros coming up and. Uh, Copa America again, this time in Argentina, I think, and um, yes, Olympic Games, it's a wonderful tournament, um, but um, would be not so cool, but how is that? Um, so far, no decision, and we have to, you have to wait a little bit. You mentioned last week that you haven't qualified for the Champions League this season yet. True. But you're two wins away from qualifying for next season's Champions League. How does it feel being in, in that position at this stage of the season? Good. <laughs> Good. So that's um, of course that's uh, the, the main target we had before the before the season that we wanted to. That's why we said that a couple of times. It's the most important competition from from a financial point of view for the club. Um, that's um, what everybody um, who has the opportunity to do um, so is is aiming for, and um, that's what we are the same. We are in the same situation. So that's obviously. Um, really good um, helps with planning stuff like this if you can do it early it's always like this we had most of the time well last year was okay but the year before we needed to wait until the last match day or not even then it was finally decided because we had to play a qualifier so um, yeah that's it but um, nothing bad to say about that maybe Uh, Liverpool so far in front and with an apparently settled squad. Can, can you remember a more, a more relaxed, a more you know, stress-free transfer window as this one? I don't remember transfer windows, to be honest. Um, it's not that I, um, Yeah, but it's not about... Um, did you, did, rela nobody here is relaxed. To be honest, absolutely nobody is relaxed in the moment. Yes, we are not really um, busy with um, transfer decisions for this period now, for this for this moment. But we are constantly in talks and and 
exchange ideas and, and thoughts about what is, uh, helps us in the long term. So that's it. But being relaxed, being not um, busy in a transfer window doesn't give you the opportunity in this business to be relaxed. Um, we are, I sit here and um, so far we didn't speak a word about Southampton, which is uh, my main concern, obviously, for some very good reasons. And the transfer window is, um, yeah, we are, I'm not sure. But were we busy last year? The year before we, we brought in Verge. That's good. We have him already, so we cannot sign him again. So, um, um, yeah, most of the time I think I, I'm, I was not really busy in my career in, in the winter transfer window, but I did some good things, and it's good. Um, yeah. The better the season is, the better the squad is, the less you have to do. The more you are happy with the, with the, with the players you have, the less you have to do, which is actually the plan always in the summer, that you don't have to be too busy in the winter. But injuries can change these ideas a lot, obviously. And um, we had injuries, but um, most of the players are, are back or coming back. So uh, they, these are our transfers. <laughs> Uh, Danny Ings, a player who had terrible injury problems uh, in his time here. Um, have you followed his progress? He's, he's back in form, and how much do you feel? Everybody here in this building is so happy about the, the, the situation of, of Danny. He's, even if it's not anymore, he's still our boy, kind of. Um, and we all follow each step of his career. We are celebrating goals he scores. That will be different tomorrow, obviously. Um, but um, apart from the games against us, we couldn't wish him better than we do. He's such a wonderful person and um, yeah, we had an intense time here together. Unfortunately, it was not, in a, it was not involved, but not game time involved for, I think, uh, some good reasons. And the decision he made um, going to Southampton was a perfect decision. And there he needed as well a little bit of time to get rhythm back, but now he's on fire. And um, like the whole team, actually, is on fire. The, the turnaround they made is exceptional. Up from Danny, really, we couldn't be more happy and we're really happy to see him tomorrow again. But, of course, um, uh, we wish him all the best and, and the best season of his life, if he wants, but um, not tomorrow, obviously. And continuing the Southampton theme, Logan, um, Ralph Hassenpudel, the way that he's brought that team back in a 9-0 defeat. What does that say in terms of his strength as well as Southampton's? Yeah, it speaks volumes. It's, um, it's, I, didn't, I didn't see the game 90 minutes and 9-0. I saw another home game, I think, against Chelsea, 90 minutes. And Chelsea won this game pretty comfortable that day. So a team without confidence and, and stuff, Southampton that day. Um, Really strange. And I was worrying. Um, I'm, I'm, we don't have a lot of contact with Ralph, but um, he's a colleague from Germany. So um, he's not from Germany, but we worked in the same league. And um, so um, you feel a little bit with a team like that, and you think, "Wow, we're really in trouble." And this turnaround is exceptional. Uh, really, it's exceptional. I, I, I know. I, I think I won the, the, the manager of the month award last two months or so. But from my point of view, it was Ralph. 100% because what they did and uh, with from a no or low confidence level to come to this confidence level by organizing the team not changing the the way you want to play no 
push it through because it was always clear how Ralph wants to play. Uh, and now implement that in the team. It's, it's incredible. It's an incredible job to say. I not often saw something like that. We, we see them now playing. Yes, they lost against Wolves, but after winning for most of the of the game time, and Wolves is obviously a really strong side. So the two teams in the moment, apart from the probably top four or five teams in the league who you don't want to face, is Wolverhampton and and Southampton, obviously, because um, Southampton now looks like a, a pressing machine. Jumping everything, pressing on highest level, counter-press on highest level, but playing football as well. So we found now a formation where it works really well with Ingsy and, OK, Long is now injured, unfortunately, Armstrong injured, but having still... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Buffal came on, uh, I think, three years ago. He was uh, the main signing or so. A, a, a lot of quality. Redmond in a, in a super shape. Um, Heuberg, World Pros. It's all all really, it looks now like they only waited for the moment to, to show finally what they're um, able to do. And it's, uh, the, the analyze was like, oof, wow, that's really high intense. So I can say immediately, um, tomorrow we need each and everybody uh, in our stadium to help us because they had a week to prepare that game we played um, the day before yesterday so that's a big advantage for them now obviously but it uh, should be the only one and um, so we need an outstanding atmosphere please that would be really really nice The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Yeah and just to come back to, to Danny Ings uh, we know all about his ability and he's having a great time this season but he's spoken this week about crediting the Liverpool medical staff with saving his career when he was struggling with injury after injury and uh, long-term absences, but, but saying that they went above and beyond the, the usual call of duty and trying every possible technique that they could to, to, to get him back. Uh, and I mean, can you remember that and, and what was involved? Oh, I, I can remember it, but I have to say that's what these people do with every player. So that's how it is. But with Ingsy, it was in. Ingsy is a very likable person and he's a very, a very staff orientated, a very good relationship to, to all the staff members. So, um, not he has no good relationship to players, of course, but really close to the staff. And um, so, yes, they created a special relationship. They had it before, and Ingsy was. So I came in in October 15, and Ingsy got injured the, in the first in my first session, which is obviously not a good start. Um, and from this moment on, that all people in the medical department um, worked their socks off to, to make it happen again. Then he came back and he got injured pretty early again. So this is um, the story of our common time. So <laughs> that's really not cool. There was a lot of worries about if you have these kind of difficult injuries, uh, so there were a lot of worries around, and, and but he's a very positive person most of the time, for sure, in these moments, everybody has like little ups and downs, but um, uh, seeing him now just performing like this consistently, it's just wonderful, just really nice to see, because after all the, the things we thought, and now he's there, and he's close to go back to the English national team, stuff like that, these, these kind of things, scoring, the goals he scores are exceptional, 
the, the chances he, he he has himself or creates are exceptional. A half volley, quick decision making, chest bump, shoot. It's 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 easy. We all saw these situations, but in the end, when he was fit, he couldn't get enough match time, um, and because of the quality of the squad we had, um, but. Seeing it now, how I said, it feels still a little bit like he's out, but we know, of course, he's not. And uh, you'll be speaking related to the players about Southampton and what to expect. As you said, they're in great form. But one thing you certainly won't want to be doing is giving away free kicks in and around the edge of your own penalty area because James Ward Brown <laughs> is probably, you know, the best player in the league at the moment at taking it. He is. He did it last year already, from time to time. But now he, maybe they have just more situations <laughs> around that area. Yeah, uh, we don't want to have Southampton constantly in that area anyway. So um, around our box, um, that's it's, a, it's not the only advice we give to the boys. But maybe we should give that as well. That's right. No, it, it, if if we cannot be intense tomorrow, we have a problem because Southampton will ask for it. They are super intense, um, and um, we have to. Make sure that we are ready for intensity and that we are. But on the other side, even against a high pressing and pressing team, which we usually like, um, teams are um, going for us. We we'll keep spaces in different areas, um, but we have to make sure that we are really ready for that. And uh, it will be a completely different game to the Wednesday game, for example. Um, and yeah, it's it's interesting and very exciting. I have to say, I, I couldn't respect more what they do, and what they, especially with the bases from the bases they're coming from, from a really tough place in the in that so in that strong league, um, doing it like that. And if they would have won against Wolves, I think they would be now already in European place. So that's just amazing. Okay, the, 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 the team news is Chikiri and Muller anywhere close. Uh, Anywhere close or not for this game, but then afterwards, hopefully. And Milano, was really just, just that, at the end. Yeah, Adam trained normal. Um, Devok was a cramp. So, uh, didn't train yesterday because it was uh, no day for him to train, but um, I have nothing else, so he should be in training today. Still going to performance on Wednesday night, got a lot of praise from people, and um, you probably don't watch it as regularly as, as yourself and, and the fans. So, I if you can sort of impress on when he had a, a game or a performance this season where he went from being one of the regular centre-backs to being a regular starter and a, and a definitive starter. If, if I know the game, when, it, when it's changed? No. No, because um, pretty much all our centre-halves, when they were fit, were regular starters <laughs> because then two others were always injured more or less that we have this is the first time hopefully stays until the rest of our life like this that um, all four are kind of fit so yes two of them have no rhythm um, that's clear but um, they are fit which is good um, Joe was never in doubt so the season started and Joe was uh, played together with Birch was not in the best shape ever but Joel was so Joel played um, and did really well after well, last season where he played really well. Joel got injured. Dejan did outstandingly well, well, to be honest. And then Dejan got injured and Joe came in. Joe jumped between right back and full back and centre half. Which is not uh, perfect when you have no rhythm. If you are in a good moment, it's no, no problem. But um, in that moment, Joe had no, no real rhythm and that was we struggled a little bit. 
since he's playing as centre half again, his natural position uh, together with Birch there is um, is exceptional. He's a sensational footballer, which is good. He has an outstanding speed, which helps us a lot to keep a high last line, stuff like that. Really good challenger, um, good in one-one situations, football-wise. I said already. Good package is really nice. That's why there was not one game when I thought it was always clear. And the moment when he, when he starts playing and he can get rhythm again, and everything will be fine. And that's how it is. Um, you said earlier about your, your planning for transfers is, is longer term. I'm just wondering how easy you think it will be to improve the squad considering the standards they're setting this season. Not easy, but. Is it possible? We'll see. We don't know exactly. Um, yeah, we just prepare potential situations. So that's how it is. And um, we, we, we always try to strengthen. Strengthen could mean as well that we look in our own squad, who can make the next step, who is ready for doing that, stuff like this, who will hopefully not be injured. And then means he can make next steps as well. So let me say, like Ox and Abi, you had some little injuries here and there, cost them always a little bit of rhythm. But we all know about the quality of them. Um, these kind of things. So um, Curtis now came on in the last game, looked pretty promising. So these are talks we have um, where, where we try to estimate <laughs> the future. Oh, and um, so, and we, we, we believe that we can um, do a lot with this existing squad. So that just that they, that these boys uh, can make still next steps. As long as we can make a next step, you're in the right place. And uh, they just have to make sure that they do them as well. So that's it. But no, yeah, a squad like this to to improve easily that would be really strange. So yeah, need to be one hundred percent right player, um, or we do it. Internally, or we do it internally and externally. So, all possible. Continuing that theme, then, how do you think how, if at all, chooses games, fans choose games, affected what might happen to some of those players? Not at all. Not at all. We, we judge. Not, we don't judge players because of one game. We say now would deliver or not. Does that say we see them so often? So that means that's what what we where we're thinking about. That's more a public. A public thing to do. You see him play one time, and you think ah, he will never get it or whatever. We are not like this. But it's a it's a great opportunity, of course, for him. I said it last week. Maybe people didn't hear it because of all the other things I said. But we believe really in the chance that the boys can win that game on Tuesday. Why shouldn't they? But I mean, in terms of what might have happened had they not had that game, someone possibly going on loan. Ah, that was the question. Yeah, but our squad's it. Yeah, maybe I don't know. It's hypothetical. It's not now that I. Um, nobody will go now. Um, but that's the these boys developed here in, and that's I know it's a, in a, a lot of different ways how you can develop talents, and sometimes if it's the right moment alone is a good is a good way to do it. But um, the boys, a lot of some of them were now really often in our, in our training, and that helped as well. Um, played games 
in the U23. It's really good games in the U23. That developed a lot at the beginning of the season. U23 struggled a little bit. Now they are really, they are really there. And um, even if you take four or five players away, still good. It's a good level. And um, if they are all in and play all together, then it's a really nice team to watch. And um, so that's that, that's one part as well how you can develop talents. That's what we try. Um, and yeah. But this game now on, on Tuesday is, of course, um, yeah, for them. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.